The Lakers are a national basketball atrocity. Let's just call it what it is. They're an atrocity. How are you going? Ah, oh, you good? I am. Tell you what, it's a good bloody day. The Lakers stink! Woo! <laughs> All right, this is NBA Australia. It is Wednesday, April 6, and I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a Rajasham Terms. For whom seven wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff, I'm here in Lariyama Studios in a hoodie again today. Got a bit cold on us, didn't it? Don't know what's going on. Anyway, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season, including the Lakers being eliminated from the play-in tournament. Not even the playoffs. They can't even make the play-in tournament. Woo! Love that. So we've got a massive day to wrap up for you today. We've got a huge slate of games. We've got Lonzo cooked. The Thunder may have also started the worst and tankiest lineup in history and still won. It's chaos. I love it. Uh, you've got Kareem and Magic burying LeBron. Oh, just a, it's like a uh, public holiday today in my brain. Anyway, we've got all the games covered in the NBA Australia game reps. We've got That's Not a Knife, Old Mate, No Mate, Spud of the Night, Better Than Lonzo Ball. We've got Yeah Nas. We've got the Unpopular Repeat of the Day. We've got our back takeouts. We were serving up a flame girl take. There's Australian Player Watch. We've got a Shane Hill Shoot a Shoot, Shoot Your Shot, Light Him Up Award. And we'll preview and pick all the games for tomorrow. And we'll finish up with a brand new Jingles HR. Love it! Oh, what a great day this has been. <laughs> right, let's get stuck in. Episode 789 of NBA Australia. Let's go! This is Joe Ingles. And you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. Or the sun's attack. Or the attack of karma. The attack of uh, irony. (laughs) If you're the Lakers. Ah, what a day. A day after Magic Johnson goes on first take and get up and drags the Lakers, they're eliminated from the playing tournament. What a world we live in. Right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the daily whip around. Boom, Magic, as mentioned, went on first take, went on get up, did the ESPN tour, the ESPN car wash, bro. That's what they call it, the Bristol car wash. Uh, blamed everything on LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> you know, LeBron came in and you know, he fucked it all up for us. Um, basically, Magic's like saying that the blame he's going to take is the fact that DeRozan ended up in Chicago, not with the Lakers. He had a chance to keep the role players. Caruso, KCP, all those guys who are our best defenders. If you find De- if you signed DeRozan, only trade Kuzma for Heald, we'd be playing in the Western Conference Finals. I mean... It's not hard to see why Magic failed as an executive for the Lakers, or at least wanted out, uh, because, uh, boy, howdy, is that wrong. Um, <laughs> I mean, holy shit. I, for one, am shocked that he mismanaged the Lakers and then bounced when he realized it was all going to fall apart. Um, sure, they won a title, but still, unbelievable scenes. Seriously, I don't... You keep DeRozan, Heald, and Caruso, and... And what what is happening here? This is where you get healed, you keep Caruso, you reckon you keep KCP. I don't know how Magic thinks the salary cap works or how trades work, but that's not it. Anyway, um, good times. Enjoyed that. Then Frank Vogel. Big report today on Bleach Report. Ah, oh, he's done. He's cooked. Everybody knows it. It's like, yeah, no shit. Um, the names that are being thrown out there to replace him are already hilarious. Quinn Snyder, obviously the Utah Jazz coach. Doc Rivers, currently trying to chase a title with Philly. <laughs> My favorite, though, is always going to be the fact that they keep bringing up Kurt Rambis. Oh, fuck it, I'll do it myself. One of the singular worst coaches in NBA history, Kurt Rambis. And he's like, nah, man, I run the Lakers, man. It's like, oh, gee, who could have foreseen this absolute shit show you guys are going through right now? Kurt Rambis has touched it. He's touched it. That's fucked. Better throw it back. Chuck it back in the dam. Throw it in the dam. Uh, the other names thrown around for Frank Vogel replacement, Steve Clifford, oof, Mike Brown, oof, 
already failed Lakers coach Mike Brown. And uh, I'm fascinated to see what's happened. Seriously, this dude won a title two years ago, and he's done. Pack her up, boys. Pack her up. But anyway, that was the uh, most, uh, I don't know, obvious and predictable story to come out basically this week that Frank Vogel, oh, yeah, we might be Dubbo at the end of the season. Shit, he'll be lucky to make it to the end of this week. Speaking of which, there is only a week to go. Anyway, other news. Alonzo Ball is out for the rest of the regular season. Shams and Woj have actually got conflicting reports about this. Woj is like, no decision's been made yet. Shams like, he's done. He's out. He's fucking done, mate. He's shut down. Uh, so Shams tweeted out, Bulls guard Lonzo Ball is expected to be shut down for the remainder of the season. I like that he's worded it, is expected to be. Mm, that's good journalism. Ball has been rehabbing from meniscus surgery, but continues to feel discomfort amid several recovery methods to return to action and a bone bruise in his knee. Yeah, so a bit of a tricky one there for Lonzo. There's like another setback, basically, after, you might remember, he had been uh, slowly worked back, and then he was... Uh, Sat back on the shelf for a couple of days after a bit of uh, pain. Boom. Looks like it's not going great. So that sucks for Lonzo. And especially for, uh, look, in, as much as I enjoy doing better than Lonzo Ball, as I've always maintained on this here program, 789 episodes. Better than Lonzo Ball is better when Lonzo's playing because you've actually got your baseline <laughs> comparison. Uh, other news, Luca Valdoza signing with the Bucks. Kind of neat. Interesting vibes there. Uh, Norm! Norm Powell. Ty Lu came out today and said that Norm has been practicing with the Clippers. Love that. Well, he's actually cleared to practice today, so hopefully he's actually out there and practiced. Uh, he won't... They're not doing a five-on-five five anyway, according to Ty Lu, but he is cleared to practice. And sticking with the Clippers, Kawaii! <laughs> he was spotted shooting before the Clippers practice. That's right. He made about 20 straight free throws when he first came out. He's shooting some elbow jumpers, showing off some uh, jab step pull-ups, testing out that knee of his. Uh, but no one was allowed to film him. <laughs> I love some of the journalists. Despite multiple efforts, we couldn't film him. It's like, what the fuck is going on there? Love it. Zion! One team that did make the play-in tournament, the Pelicans, uh, might still perhaps get Zion back. Who knows? Uh, so his stepfather, Lee Anderson, said he, ex- he expects Zion to return to play this season but understands that it's a decision to be made with the New Orleans Pelicans medical staff with a look not only towards the present but the future as well. A.K.A. he's built like a fucking human brick truck. Uh, brick shithouse. <laughs> Mac truck. I just confused my metaphors. That was good. Anyway, uh, and his feet are a bit fucky, so you don't fuck with feet. What did we literally say the other day? You don't fuck with feet or backs. Ever. Nice one. And the other little bit of news as of today. Your NBA scoring leader is Joel Embiid. He nearly scored 35 today. He dropped 45 to go past LeBron James. And, of course, LeBron's got three more games for the Lakers. He has to play in two of them to actually even be eligible for the scoring title. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Right, uh, and the last little bit of news, NBA Players of the Week were Nikola Jokic, hello, and Trey Young. Right, let's do some game wraps. Game raps. That's right, the game raps. Philly took care of Andy 131-122. Oh, boy, this was a uh, defense-optional April game. That much was uh, very clearly evident. 131-122. Tough scenes. Uh, I think it was like 107 the Sixers had through three quarters. <laughs> Philly had 99 rung up on them by the paces. Yeesh. The Pacers stink. Uh, the Pacers managed to get it pretty close at the start of the fourth, but then uh, DeAndre Jordan got tossed for a hard foul, and uh, it forced Doc to play Joel Embiid more, and they rolled from there. So good win for Philly. 21-8-5 for Tyrese Halliburton. Buddy Hill keeps uh, rolling. 11-19 for him. 25 points, 11 rebounds and 5 assists. Tell you what, Jalen Smith has been just shaky good for Indy as well. I love him. 19-7, three blocks. He's got the uh, basketball IQ of a cinder block, but... He's got the physical tools of just like, I don't know, Stromal Swift. There you go. Blast from the past. Sixers, they went 23 of 40 from downtown. Franchise record. Tyrese Max, absolutely crushing it. Very sixer is he. The bench is scoring. Everybody's doing great. They're kicking the shit out of Indy. And they sort of just stop paying attention. They have to put him bead back in. 
This team can't do anything fucking easy, I'll tell you that much. Embiid had 45 with 13 rebounds, 2 assists. He was awesome. Tyrese Maxey goes 8 of 11 from downtown for 30 points. James Harden still can't find his shot. 11 points, 14 assists, 4 of 10 shooting. Up and down there. And Tobias, the never nude Harris, 17 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, and uh, 4 steals. On the broadcast, they said it was 5 and that was an equal career high, so I don't know that's what happened there. But anyway, Bench actually hit a few shots as well. Nine points for George Niang, ten for Shake. Boom, off they go. India, 25 and 55. One, two, three, go, go! And Philly, 49 and 30. They're in fourth, though, even though they're tied with Boston and Milwaukee because they've got the tiebreaker. Cleveland! Cleveland! Lost in Orlando. What are you doing, Cavs? They look like they're going to be all right, and then they weren't. It was chaos. They're up two at the half. Defense just fell apart in the second half. The Magic's egalitarian tanking approach. We'll play everybody equal minutes, <laughs> which is awesome. It actually worked against them today with the tanking because everyone was actually on and the Cavs were playing zero defense and the Magic accidentally won and it fucked the Cavs up, <laughs> which is pretty funny. <laughs> like, very funny, in fact. Oh, boy. Poor Cavs. Uh, Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, continuing his most improved player of the year. Uh, stomp through the season. 27, 6, and 10. God damn, he's good. Larry, that's a girl's name, marketing, 25 and 4. 17 and 13 for K-Love, nothing else, though. Without Mobley and Jared Allen, tell you what, they're cooked. And this is like the big sort of argument. So Mobley's numbers fell off a cliff when Jared Allen wasn't there. The Cavs, since Allen's been out, since Mobley's then been gone out as well, uh, they've just completely fallen off a cliff. But Scotty Barnes, I mean, what a dude... What a, what a season Scoob's had, right? I, I call him Scoob now. Scotty Barnes. Scotty B. I'm just going to call him Scoob. It's easier. He's been incredible all season. And, yeah, I think I've got him over Mobley now pretty easily. Uh, the Magic Man, eight players in double figures. I told you about that egalitarian approach. Mo Bamba had 21 and 12 with six blocks, 16 and six for Fultz. Entire bench scored in doubles. Love to see double figures from a bench. Uh, 24... Uh, Iggy Brasdikas, they shot 50% the Magic, 45% from three. Unbelievable. Cleveland, Cleveland, and now 43 and 37, almost locked into the seven now. They're one and a half games up on eight, uh, which is now Brooklyn. Uh, but that's pretty crazy. Considering that they were a one seed at one point during this season. Well, they're right there at least. Right at the top. Heartbreaking stuff. Orlando, 21 and 59. Gross. Uh, Houston. Got kind of smasherated by Brooklyn here, 118-105. Nets were up 17 and a half. Some hot shooting in that second quarter really blew the doors off it. They rolled from there. Rockets made the inevitable run, got it down, I don't know, around 10 or so. Then Kyrie just went, eh, fuck this. Smashed him. He, was, he hits some insane shots. He did like a weird head fake ball pickup, going this way, going that way, high off the glass, two points, and then gets like an and one after that, and that was basically the game. Uh... This is the version of the Nets that you want to see if you're a Brooklyn fan, right? Like, KD has a rough shooting night. Kyrie just steps up and drops 42. But it's more like the Bruce Browns of the world uh, hitting their threes and Cam Thomas actually hitting a couple of shots. Even Patty Mills hitting a couple of threes. You'll love to see that. So The Rockets, Kevin Potter Jr. had 36. It was awesome. 6 of 14 from downtown. Jalen Green, his fifth straight 30-point game. 30 points, 12 of 23 shooting, 4 of 10 from deep. He's awesome. And 14, 11, and 5 for uh, Shingun. Looking good, Shengun. Kyrie, 42-6. and six. He was unbelievable. 8 of 16 from downtown for Kyrie. God damn, he's electric. And he's so much fun to watch when he's on. That's what annoys me so much about the entire Kyrie situation. Has all year. I fucking love watching him play basketball. It's like, can you just stop being a shithead? Fuck. 18-9-7 for KD on 4-13 shooting. But um, he had a slow start and sort of just sort of eased his way into the game and let Kyrie take center stage. Bruce Brown at 15 on 3 of 3 from downtown. Free for free. And uh, Andre Drummond with 10 and 11. Houston dropped to 20 and 60. Mm, that's some good tanking. I think that may have also locked in our uh, our first winning over-under bet of the season uh, where they're under 25. So, Dunskis. And uh, Brooklyn, 41 and 38. Back into the 8 spot. Love to see that. Because Charlotte got smashed by uh, Miami. 144-115. This was a smashing in the fourth quarter. Like, the Heat led handily out of the second quarter, but the Hornets kind of kept their noses in it, and it was kind of tight, and then it wasn't. Boom. 42-18, to 18, fourth quarter. Ran over the top, and thanks to there goes my Tyler Hero and Caleb Martin. Uh, 
and the Hornets. This is the sort of game that they uh, have struggled with all year. If like Ubre and Isaiah Thomas both struggled today. They both went two of seven, and they just don't. If they don't get a uh, relatively efficient night from Terry Rose, then they're cooked, and that's what happened today. Because Miles Bridges is really good, twenty nine for him. Lamelo eighteen five and fourteen assists, unreal shit. Terry Rose, 16 on 15 shots, though, and just nothing. Like, PJ Hamilton washing was all right, but nothing else. The Heat, meanwhile, 23 of 42 from downtown. That's bloody good, bro. Tyler Hero, 35 points, a career high. Off the bench, 6 of 10 from downtown. I'd like to have a beer with Duncan Robinson, 21 off the bench as well. 7-11. Ding, ding. Uh, from three. All of which, all the shots he took were from downtown. Butts had 27 and 8. Bam had 22 and 9. Struce hit three threes. Three threes for Caleb Martin as well. They both had 12. Charlotte now dropped to 10th in the East. 40 and 39 they are. Miami have basically clinched the one seed almost. They're 52 and 28. They're right there. Right there. Two and a half games clear, I believe. Uh, Toronto. Let's just check that. It's two and a half. Isn't it, Jimmy? Jeez. Do your maths. I don't want to. Yeah, they've clinched that. What are we doing? Uh, they've won five on the trot. Talk about a great time to have a five-game win streak as well. Atlanta got beaten by Toronto in a crazy game. 118-108. This is sick. It was an awesome game. Hawks got an early lead. Raps got it back. Hawks got it back. Got down again. Tied it up in the third. Then the Raps looked like they're going to smash them. They're up 12 in the fourth quarter. And then Trey Young just goes, fuck you. The Hawks came all the way back to get a lead with like two minutes. Well, under three minutes to go. But the Raptors, thanks to Scoob and a massive, massive Fred Van Vliet of the fight in Van Vliet's three, it was absolutely sick. They get the lead back, uh, and the Hawks just suddenly couldn't hit a shot. And uh, that was pretty much all she wrote. Like, they didn't hit a shot until they were back down seven after uh, some free throws from Siakam and another Scoob layup. So, And the game was over when Trey turned it over at the right at the death. So... Bit of a tough one there, bro. Bit of a tough one. But really, Fred Van Vliet hitting that three, all he does is go out there and just put his giant nuts on the line and goes, look, I might have 87 kids, but my nuts are massive. They're not drained, bro. Look at this. <laughs> it's chaos. <laughs> because he was one of 11 before he hit that just absolute massive fuck you game-breaking three. That is insane. It was 105, 103. Fred Van Vliet, bang. Packer up, boys. That's insane, isn't it? Trey Young, 26 points. Shot 23 times. 10 to 23. He had 15 assists, though. 20 and 6 for DeAndre. Hannah. 21 for Kevin. Fucking. What up? 5 and 9 from downtown. Uh, 7 of 17, though. Shooting 5 of 12 from downtown for Bogdan. He had 19, 9 and 3. Clint Capella had 10 and 14. Clint Capella. But nothing else for the uh, Hawks today. Siakam was incredible. 31, 13 and 6. God damn, he's been good the second half of this season. Fred Van Vliet had 12 points. Yep. It was 1 of 11 from 3 before he hit that massive game-breaking shot. He had 9 assists, though. Uh, 19 points, 14 rebounds, and an assist for Scoob. God, that's your Rookie of the Year right there. 18 and 7 off the bench for uh, Chris Bobby Boucher. The Hawks dropped to 9th behind the Nets at 41 and 38. And the Raptors are up to 5. That's right. They're 46 and 33. They're in the 5, sp- five spot. How is that? You're the four seed. You're like, ah, oh, we're all right. Oh, fuck. We're going to play Toronto. <laughs> shit house. <laughs> Millie Walker kicked the shit out of Chicago on national TV. 121-27, sorry. Uh, plays 106. Big shooting slump by the Bulls. Uh, going to buy in the eight ball early. DeMar was the only bloke who could hit a shot, and they never got back into it. Seriously, that was it. They were down 10 at the half, and that was only because Vucci to three. Otherwise, they sucked. No Levine. He was out with his sore left knee. No Lonzo, obviously, but... Yikes. Absolute yikesville for Chicago. 40 for DeRozan. 18 and 6 for Patch Williams. 13 for Kobe. Kobe White. But Vooch got absolutely demolished, rated by Blopez, Portis, and Giannis. Caruso could, literally couldn't hit a shot. Like, DeRozan shot 16 and 26, but just nothing else happened for the Bulls, right? Blopez, he had 28 and 7. That's a throwback. Like he's when I was sitting there watching him play for Brooklyn, mate. 18, 9, and 7 for Giannis, 19 for Middleton, 11 points, 6 rebounds, and 13 assists for Drew Holiday, and 13's off the bench each for Grayson Allen and Bobby Portis. Fighting Bobby Portis. Fighting around the world. Absolutely crucial. 
Milwaukee just busted this one open. Uh, Chicago had no answers. 45 and 34 now for Chicago. That leaves them in the number six seed, a game behind the Raptors. Chaos. Uh, the Bucks 49-30, all tied up with Boston and Sixers, but they're in third behind Boston because of the tiebreaker. Washington in the biggest disappointment blowout weird game of the of the day, I reckon. Washington kicked the shit out of Minnesota, 132-114, because you can never trust the Wolves. Never trust the Wolves. They came out the clappers, then they played like they had the clap. Like, the Wizards shit-pumped them in the second half. In Minnesota, they got straight killed. So he got straight killed. It was 65-48 in the second half. This was a surrender over the last three, four minutes as well. I can't stress how bad this was for the Wolves, right? The Wiz are eliminated. If the Wolves win this, they're still alive just to make not the playing tournament, just the playoffs as the sixth seed because it would have had the pressure all on the Jazz to beat the Grizzlies. That goes to overtime. The Jazz tried their hardest to lose that game. It would have been a one-game difference to the sixth. Nope. The Wolves really wolved that one. They really wolved it up. Losing at home to the Wizards. What are you doing? What the hell was that? What was that? What the hell was that? 26, 10, and 4 for Cat. He shot 10 of 24, though. Who, do you think he, who does he think he is? Trey Young. 2 of 8 for 3. D'Lo at 17 and 11. That's assists. He shot 7 of 14 from the floor. Ant-Man shot 8 of 17 for 18 points. Beasley, 14, 4 of 8 from 3. They got out-rebounded by 14, though. The defense was horrible. And the Wolves, you just can't trust them sometimes. Seven dudes in double figures for the Wizards. They shot over 55%. The Wizards let... I mean, sorry. The Wolves let the Wizards shoot 55% on their floor. That is absolutely unbelievable. And was it because of the Extreme Zinger Bill? The Extreme Zinger Meal. Extreme Zinger Meal. Oh, yeah, bro. 25 and 8. Unstoppable. 11 to 17 shooting. 3 of 5 from downtown. 21 and 5 and 4 for Rui Hachi. Bura. Dan Gafford was unstoppable. 10 of 11 shooting. This is the, uh, we're going to demolish Cat with a bunch of big dudes approach. Good job. 24 and 12 for him. Kispert had 13 and 6. Denny Avdager had 17, 8 and 5. He's awesome. And 11 points and 14 assists for Ish Smith. Love it. Minnesota, now 45 and 35. And uh, really missed a trick there. They really did. It's like the Wolves. You want to convince us, convince us that you're actually belonging in the playoffs, that you're different this year? Oh, no, nah, you shit it, didn't you? Yeah, shit it. What are you doing? Anyway, so they are basically seeing their two games back at Denver. And uh, Minnesota, they've just got to win out, maybe give themselves a chance, see how Denver goes, but otherwise cooked. Meanwhile, Washington eliminated 35-44. and 44. Weirdly enough, same uh, same record as the Knicks. Yeah, there you go. Portland OKC in the giant tank off. 98, the Thunder win at 94 against the Portland Timbers against the OKC Blue. Seriously, the Thunder won. 98-94. What are you doing? That's the opposite of good tanking. Sam Presti's office wall definitely now has a new couple of holes in it. They literally couldn't have tried harder to tank this game, OKC. They started Isaiah Roby, Jalen Horde, Georgius Kalitsakis, Xavier Simpson, and Vip Krejci. Dude, they sat Poku and Teo Maladon and Jeremiah Robinson Earl and Aaron Wiggins... Due to a shit anyway. This is literally OKC Blue versus the Portland Timber Blazers and the Blue won because of a 31-12 fourth quarter. I'm not even joking. The Thunder had a six-man rotation of G-leaguers. Three or five starters were on 10-day contracts. Another one's on a two-way deal. Five dudes played 39 minutes plus and they ripped off a 26-4 run to beat the Blazers. Oh, my God, Portland. That is great tanking. Thunder, what are you doing? <laughs> anyway, that's enough on this game. Thrift Shop had 17, 18 for Keon Johnson. Jalen Horde was incredible, 24 and 21. He's going to pop up again later. Roby had 18 and 6. Georgios had 17 and 2. Portland dropped to 20. Uh, no, they're, yeah, they're dropping to 27 and 52. The Thunder really fucked themselves. 24 and 55 now. That moves them out of the third, uh, the bottom three in the... Uh, standings and into the fourth worst record now. So really missed a trick. What are you doing? Uh, San Antonio. Big surprise win. 116-97 over Denver. Big joker game. No DeJunte for the Spurs. No worries. Spurs put him in the hurt locker. Joker played really, really good. Played awesomely, in fact. Played all the third quarter just to keep the game fucking close after the Spurs rang up a big 17-point lead early. 
And the Spurs just gave him the old one-two Costa Zoo in the fourth quarter, and boom! Put the onus on the Lakers to go out and beat the Suns. They did not. Ergo, the Lakers are eliminated. Spurs in the playing game. What a performance. Joker had 41-17-4. Didn't matter. 18-13 for Air Gordon. No one else in double figures. I will the thrill. Shoots 3-12. Boogie! Went 1-7-8 of seven and eight minutes with a couple of turnovers. And the Nuggets just looked pretty gassed. Like, the defense was horrible. Uh, the Spurs shot 50% basically. Carrington Johnson at 20 20 uh, for Devin Vassell as well. He went 4-6 from downtown. 4-5 from downtown for Richo. Josh Richardson, 14 late for Teenage Mutant. Yaka Pertle. 14 and 10 assists for Trey Jones, starting in place of DeJunte. Pretty bloody good. And Zachy Cakes Collins, uh, 13.7 rebounds. Three assists for him. Just looking like he bought his first Subaru Forester. And Denver dropped to 47 and 33. San Antonio, 34 and 45. And unbelievably, are in the playing tournament. Memphis lost in Utah in overtime, 121-115. Wild finished to regulation. Triple J hit like three threes out of nowhere. Tyus Jones misses the finger roll for the lead for the uh, Grizzlies right at the death. The Jazz miss the Yaz. They miss heaps of free throws. Suddenly Kyle Anderson gets a chance, gets this weird airballed three coming off the backboard, throws it back up and in. We're going to overtime. And then the Jazz just held on in overtime. So this is the weird part, like Grizzlies... Having gone out there and, uh, you know, rested Triple J and Stephen Adams and co. Brought them all back and still then they went and lost. It was pretty crazy. Um, what did they want? Like seven on the trot? So the Jazz, look, should have won this like three or four different times. Basically, they tried their hardest to lose it and then suddenly come away winning it in overtime where, like, the Grizzlies just sort of ran out of gas. They couldn't manufacture any points. And uh, I think they scored, what, five, I believe, in the overtime. So bit of a rough one. I'll admit that one for the Grizzlies, but still. A lot of fight in this team, isn't there? I love it. Yeah, five points in the overtime. Not ideal. Uh, they shot 38% the Grizzlies. He probably shouldn't win that game. Triple J, he went 8 of 27. He had 28 and 7. Uh, and three blocks, though, because he kept getting to the line. Love that. 23 points, five steals for Desmond Bain. 24 points, five assists for Tyus Jones. 11 for DeAnthony Melton, but just nothing else offensively. Donnie Mitchell for the Yaz. He shot 6 of 24. 1 of 9 from 3. 20 points, 5 assists. Yeesh! 22 and 21 for Rudy Gobert. The Stafford Power. Mike Conley had 13 and 8, shot 5 of 11. Bojan had 13 points. And look, it's a big win for the Jazz because it means they're going to the playoffs. You know? That's just how it's going to go today. They just made the playoffs. Whereas the Lakers didn't. Oh, Jimmy, are you going to keep bringing that up, bro? Yes. Yes, I am. Anyway, Donnie Mitchell. Donnie Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Having a bit of a crack in it. I enjoyed this. So, you know, a 2020 uh, double-double. It's a pretty bloody good game. Yeah, 22 and 21. Rudy Gobert. Do you reckon they were force-feeding him a little bit? Yeah. 22 for Jordan Jeremy Clarkson as well. Memphis, 54 and, uh, 55 and 24. They're still in the two spot. Utah, clinch a top six spot at least, 47 and 32. New Orleans kicked the shit out of Sacramento, 123-109. Kings made this a little bit interesting early, but the Pals just kept them at arm's length the entire game. Davion Mitchell, 15 points, 17 assists. Damien Jones, 22-4, and 15-5-5 five five for Sleepy Eyes, Jeremy Lamb. Pals, 12-25 from downtown, shot 50%. CJ had 23 points, four steals. He was doing a little bit of everything. Spindles, Ingram, couldn't hit a shot, 5-16, but he had 17-7-8. Jackson Hayes has been really good for the Pals of late. My name is Jonas Valanciunas. Sat this one out uh, with a twisted ankle, a.k.a. I got shit-faced with the Suvlaki King, Demata Sabonis last night. And uh, <laughs> off they went. Willie! Willie Hernan Gomez, 12 and 12. Four teams off the bench for Devontae Graham and Trey Murphy, who was four of four on threes as well. Pelicans, book a spot in the play in, 35 and 44. Sacramento, they still stink, 29 51. And finally, finally, Phoenix 121 versus the Lakers 110. The Lakers stink! And they have now officially been eliminated from playoff contention. And the play-in tournament. I mean, just come on, man. <laughs> ah, there's a bit of champagne for you. Mm. Hate to be a beer tonight. Anyway, big third quarter push just dismantled the Lakers today, didn't it? Booker just crushed him and he reveled in it. Just smashing in threes. They put the boot in. There was this is the thing. 
And this was the Lakers' season writ large. The Lakers could do nothing about it. No LeBron, because of his sore ankle, a.k.a. I want to play uh, the last two games of my season against worse competition so I can get this uh, scoring title. I don't want to have to play against fucking Michael Bridges all day on this bung ankle. There's no way I can guarantee that I'll score 35. So he sits out. Lakers get eliminated. LeBron's out there playing for himself. That's what goes on sometimes. Uh, but their defense was just an absolute fucking train wreck. Like, it wasn't even close. This is not not even an 11-point close game. This was only 11 because well, there was two shit, weird, easy buckets right at the end. And if you bet Phoenix minus 12.5, like me, you'd be a bit angry about it. <laughs> but still. Uh, look, because Rusty had 28-4-5, he had a good game. 10 or 20 shooting, but he had six turnovers, and it's just the 28, 4, and 5. It was some of the emptiest 28, 4, and 5 you'll ever see, and that's what most of this Lakers season has felt like, right? Just empty buckets all the way around. AD with 21 and 13, but just, again, pretty ineffectual. Slowed down with his own ankle injury. Austin Reeves had 18 and 6, but Mallow looked fucking just cooked. More cooked than a snag on your dad's Barbie, you know? Just absolutely brutal scenes. Everybody else, like Dwight, just nut. Avery Bradley, nut. Malik Monk couldn't do anything. DJ Augustine was out there and went in 18 minutes, 0 from 3, 0 of 2. He had one rebound and one assist. And he was a plus minus of zero. DJ Augustine just may as well have not bothered. (laughs) What are we doing? THT, who they could have traded Big Booty Car Larry for, had seven points in 22 minutes, 2 of 5 shooting. Just this team stinks. Stanley Johnson, 0 of 4 in 15 minutes. Just brutal. Uh, Meanwhile, the Suns, Devin Booker was awesome. He had 32. Seven rebounds, four assists. Shot 12 of 22. Fucking 6 and 9. Nice. From three. I believe that equals, like, I don't think he's ever hit more than six threes as well, which is crazy, but uh, still, did enough. Aiton had 22, 13, and 2. CP3 had six points, 12 assists. Only needed to play uh, 24 minutes, which you'd love if you're Chris Paul. Uh... Michael Bridges, he had 10. Didn't matter. Just locked up everybody else. He had a couple of steals as well. 3-7 on 3 for Cam Johnson. 3-3 three, three from 3. Free for free for Tory Craig. Campaign. Bring the pain. 11 assists off the bench. Love to see it. Lakers. Eliminated from the playoffs. 31-48. Phoenix. A new franchise record. 63 wins and 16 losses for the season. Unbelievable. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's a knife. That's a knife. Joel Embiid, second straight game of 44-plus points. At 45-13-2 with a couple of blocks. He shot 18-30, 2-3 from 3, and 7-10 at the free-throw line uh, to take the lead in the scoring title. Look, we've talked about this inside out. Giannis, Joker, Embiid, who's going to win the MVP? And it felt like Embiid had fallen off the uh, sort of back of the three-man wagon. He's just sort of up the back going, oh, shit, they're getting away. And then just goes out and drops a couple of giant fucking Embiid-sized hammers on everybody. And the way he, like, it was crazy because, as mentioned, like, DJ, DeAndre Jordan fouls out and Doc is forced to put Embiid back in. And then they kind of needed him late as well because, I mean, India, horrible. They're playing nobody at this point. And they still need Embiid to go back in. Which is why I don't feel really that bullish about Philly's chances still going into the playoffs. I mean, Harden just was completely ineffectual. Maxi was shooting the fucking lights out and they still had to put Embiid back in. But that's how good he is. He came back in and made sure that they took care of business. 45-13-2, and 18-30 shooting. He was unbelievable. And obviously, look, in a losing effort, Joker was absolutely unbelievable. Like, holy shit, that was a game. Just goes out, basically a one-man show, as he's been for a lot of this year. And it's not really his fault that Denver got belted, you know? <laughs> he had 41-17-4. He went 18-35, 1-5-on dribbles. But goddamn, I'm going to to give this one to Embiid today. Who was Spud of the Night? Spud, 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 Spud of the Night. It could have been Fred Van Vliet with his 4 of 21 shooting. He went 4 of 21. 
It was one of 11 from three, as mentioned, but boom. You can't be a spud of the night when you hit the game-breaking three, can you? To go two of 12 in the end. <laughs> Unbelievable. We do have some big spuds, though. Chris Dunn. Jimmy, is Chris Dunn still in the NBA? Yeah, he's on Portland at the moment. He shot three of 15. Chris, you're a veteran compared to, You're playing against G League competition, mate, and you went three of 15. The craziest part is he only took two threes. Unfucking... Oh, of two from downtown. Ugh, that is so brutal. Eight rebounds, eight assists, though, four turnovers. Uh, O'Shea Brissett, he went one of nine. Oh, of six from downtown for that indie team getting demolished Uh Then a couple of absolute special ones. Caruso put on a Caruso show. Oh, of six in 22 minutes for the Bulls. Uh, five of which from downtown. He did have eight assists, though, and was pretty handy, but... And they just got ran over. Aussie Matty T was brutal as well. 0 of 5 in that game against Indy. 0 of 5. 0 of 2 from downtown. But my favorite spot of the night was just the big Montenegrin. Vooch! 3 of 19 he shot. 1 of 6 from downtown. 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Just got put in a fucking blender by Blopez and Portis and Giannis. Vooch, look. The Bucks are just going to look at the Bulls and go, oh, my God, can we please end up in the three seed so we get to play these dudes? <laughs> oh, Lord. And guess what? The Bulls still can't beat anybody. Who's old mate, no mates? Old mate, no mates. 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 Oh, no. You hate to see it. You just hate to see it. Keep talking about my squad. Our personnel ages. The way he plays. He stays injured. We're past our prime in this league, etc., etc., etc. Do me one favor. Please! And I mean, please! Prayer hands emoji. Keep that same narrative energy when it begins. That's all I ask. Hashtag thank you. Crown emoji. I'm keeping the same energy when it begins. In what beginning, though, it might be the thing that is beginning might be the off-season because LeBron James and that tweet. Oh, the sweet, sweet irony of LeBron dropping that and then, well, talk about old mate, no mates because that's a self-panting as well, isn't it? That's what's happened. Like, the old mate, no mates, everyone's dunking on LeBron. Uh, I do find it absolutely fascinating that within, like, the last two days, both Magic and Kareem were both out here shitting on him as well. Obviously, Kareem walked back everything he said and apologized, but at the same time, this might be the only thing that could ever bring them back together properly and actually make them, like, super, super tight and chill and bros. <laughs> hey, you know we both hate? Fucking LeBron, that guy sucks, right? Yeah, not even a real Laker. Uh, <laughs> but LeBron, old mate, no mates, and a pantsing of the night. This is his worst team ever, and just in terms of the absolute pantings, it's just not going to stop. Like, it's just not going to stop because you see all the breakdowns of, like, uh, the amount of playoff series won in LeBron's first Cleveland stint, his Miami stint, his second Cleveland stint versus his Lakers stint. It's like, ah, goddamn, he's had, like, a first playoff. He's missed the playoffs twice. He's had a first-round exit, and he's won a title. So he's won, like, what's that, four series? And then everyone else is like, holy shit, just through the roof. He's just getting pants left, right, and center, and he's done it to himself. You hate to see it. Uh, other pantsings, uh, Josh Primo bundled up the Joker and took the ball away from him on a sick block, uh, which was basically that game writ large, the uh, Nuggets-Spurs. And Stephen A. Smith got pants because uh, he's out there quoting Ballsack Sports. And KD... Pants, Stephen A. Saying, "Damn, Steve, got your ass." That's a, uh, that's a, that's a, that's pretty horrible, isn't it, Stephen A.? This is horrible. There's no other way to put it. I mean, there isn't. Better than Lonzo Ball. <coughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you gonna get to the pros? And be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Jalen Hood in his fourth NBA game ever. Twenty-four points. Twenty rebounds. Three assists. He shot 11 of 17 from the floor. He just became the first rookie with a 20-20-3 game on 60% shooting since Shaq. That'll make you better. 
and Lonzo Ball for today. Right. Yeah, now's right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. Let's do some Yanaz. They're brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. That's right. Get your merch. 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 Wear it. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Just listen to Lonzo. Get your merch. Get your merch. NBAAustralia.com slash shop or just click on the links through the socials. Off you go. Get a hoodie. Get a t-shirt. Don't know if we've got any stubby holders left. I actually might have to put in a new order. Anyway, go check it out. NBA Australia shop. Deck yourself out in some sweet new togs, bro. Right, let's do some Yanaz where we take a bunch of NBA storylines, decide whether they're more yeah or more nah. Number one, Alexander. That's right, my buddy Alex. Alex LC at NBA Australia. Something for Yanaz. The 31-47 Lakers and the will they or won't they make the playoff speculation the last two months is proof the play-in tournament is a joke and needs to be ditched because we should have stopped talking about the Lakers a month ago. Yeah, nah. I appreciate this in the extreme because we should have stopped talking about the Lakers ages ago. At the same time, I'm going to say nah because the irony is too thick and too good. Because LeBron is the man who once uttered the phrase, whoever came up with the play-in tournament, they should be fired. Now LeBron can't even make the fucking play-in tournament. This is manna from heaven for anyone who's not a Lakers fan. Anyone who doesn't think LeBron James is the best player in the NBA in NBA history. Because they've apparently never fucking realized there's a dude who he was named Michael Jordan uh, and he existed. <laughs> but no, I've loved the play. Like, it's actually because, yes, we would have stopped talking about this horrible Lakers team ages ago, but... I think this has been great because it shines an even greater light on the sheer ineptitude of this Lakers squad, the front office, all the moves they made. And to be honest, if you're a Lakers fan, this is probably for the best because it's really just like rammed home the point. Like, if they had gotten into the play-in tournament, if they had somehow won through it and made it into the playoffs and somehow you know, made a bit of a fight of it in the first round and still got bundled out, or heaven forbid, even won a series or two. Like, the front office would have been saying, like, see, we don't need to change anything. But if you're a Lakers fan, you're like, nah, we need to burn this thing to the fucking ground. Like, we're going to start anew. We're going to figure out what the fuck we're doing because this is not going great. And it's all because of the playing tournament. Because if it was just, ah, the Lakers scrapped and made all the right noises and they nearly made the playoffs, but they just fell short. If it was just down to the eight seed, I mean, you'd be like, ah, we probably would have stopped caring about it. But because of the play-in, it's way better. Because they didn't even make the fucking play-in. They can't even make the 10 seed. This is awesome. There's no other way to put it. I love it. It's great. Oh, Lord. That's. It's ridiculous. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I love it. I absolutely love it. The playing tournament is great just for this simple fact. The same thing is happening to Brooklyn as well. Don't get me wrong, because you look at that team and the ups and downs they've had, and sure, they've skipped up to the eight seed as of right now, but who knows? They were literally the 10 seed yesterday. So here we go. Next one. Matty Owers. ISO and no games today. Oh, God. Oh, we still got to watch the NCAA uh, title game yesterday. That was fun. I picked Kansas. They won. They didn't quite cover, but anyway. Matty Owens is, yeah, Nara's. Anyway, the Westbrook trade should be in the conversation of worst all time considering the Lakers will miss the play-in. Embarrassing. And then Magic comes out and says they should have had DeMar healed and kept Caruso. Yeah, nah. <laughs> it's got to be pretty fucking close. Because I don't think... In terms of, I mean, obviously the Harden trade for OKC was always going to be brutal uh, because they gave up a dude who turned into an MVP and they probably didn't need to trade him. 
In fact, they didn't need to trade him. Oh, nah, but we needed to save that money that year and then... Oh, fuck off. They were horrible, horrible justifications at the time. They could have just kept Harden, rolled it down out for one more year and rolled from there. Instead, they cut themselves off at the fucking knees. Anyway, um, in terms of trades, uh, the Brooklyn PSKG one is pretty all-time because they miss out on drafting Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. They got one year out of Paul Pierce and one and a half years out of KG. Made one second round in the first year. Made the playoffs the next year and then got busted. So the rusty one, though, I think is unique because there is such a very clear, as Matt Owers puts here, uh, how Magic comes out and says, yeah, we could have had Buddy Heald in the trade. We could have also then signed him up. I still don't think that would have been at all possible. There would have been other moves that might have fucked them, but at the same time, the fact that the Lakers bring in Rusty and he's like pretty healthy for a lot of this year, they missed the play-in entirely. It is wildly embarrassing, but the fact that there is a door B where it's like, nah, well, we could have just kept our depth. We could have brought in somebody else and we probably would have been amazing. Does also sort of show that in terms of, like, worse trades, at least they didn't give up picks <laughs> for Rusty, right? Like, you're just taking on a giant, giant contract, but you gave up all your depth in Kuzma, in Trez, in KCP. You let Caruso walk uh, for no real reason. You decide to keep THT. That didn't work out. It's going to be right up there because... The West, like, he's going to get traded this offseason or something. He's just not going to be playing on the Lakers again next year. And it's horrible. Like, it is one of the single worst outcomes of a trade you can think about. Because, at least with that Nets trade, where they gave up all the pick swaps and all the picks for basically the next, like, six, seven years to the Celtics, literally the year I got there, uh, to, with my Brooklyn Nets season tickets in hand, go, wow, I get to watch Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Oh, God. They at least made the playoffs. They made the second round that year. Sure, they're in the wilderness for like three, four years after uh, that second year, but and I sat through a lot of horrible basketball, but geez, they at least made the playoffs that one year. <laughs> Whereas Rusty, fucking hell. It will be in the conversation for worst all time. So Matt Owers, yeah. Uh, Kendrick Perkins said, this Lakers team not making the playoffs is one of the biggest disappointments in NBA History. It's one thing to underachieve in the playoffs, but not to make it at all is ridiculous. Carry on. Yeah, nah. Yeah, it is. This is like Kobe, Dwight, Steve Nash, super team disappointment vibes. And again, talking about that Nets team with KG and Paul Pierce, they still made the second round. They took the heat to six games. I'm just saying. I was there. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, take him to six so we get to see another heat game at home. And uh, it is one of the biggest disappointments in NBA history. You've got LeBron. You've got AD. All you have to do is not fuck that up. And they fucked it up. It's a huge disappointment. And then finally, Jez Oz. I had this one already written down. And then he uh, sent in basically the same question. Hey, buddy. The breaking news report of Frank Vogels and the Lakers expected to part ways after the season is one of the great durs of history. Yeah, nah. Oh, yeah, nah. Yeah, that is a great dir of history. It's an unbelievable dir. Oh, nah, I think the Lakers might want to move on for Frank. Oh, they tried to fire him halfway through the season. They haven't made the playoffs. They've actually now got the justification. I think the question should be, should they have fired him? Would that have lit a uh, fire under their ass? Maybe. Hindsight is twenty twenty, as they always say. Um, but at the same time, yeah, that is a great deal of history because this was always going to happen. The Frank Vogel, oh, geez, I reckon Frank Vogel might get fired. Yeah, no shit. Because he's got LeBron and he didn't make the playoffs. That shit never fucking happens. When it does, you get fired. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying there, bruh. I'm just saying, when you make the... Uh, when you have LeBron James and you don't make the playoffs... Something's going to change, and it's not going to be uh, LeBron. You know? It's not going to be LeBron James. Uh, it'll be you getting your ass handed to you. Just ask Luke Walton. You know? That kind of vibe. All right. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look 
like Lockerbie. I did see people go, oh, no, nah, it would have been way more fun if LeBron's team made the play-in and then they didn't get through. That would be way more fun. No, no. Them missing it entirely is way funnier because they're not even then in the conversation next week when the play-in's actually happening, right? Because if you do have the play-in, like, Adam Silver has got to be fucking beside himself. The Lakers didn't make it. Oh, God, what are we going to do? Shit. <laughs> because... Adam Silver trying his hardest to rig this. He's just like, fuck it. No, 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 no. We're going to get the Lakers in here. We're going to get that money. Because if you think about it, you're going to have the Clippers and that's... And the uh, basically the Clippers and the Warriors, you're only you're like West, 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 West Coast teams, right? Um, because Phoenix, I mean, that's in Arizona. And you're still in Pacific time, but at the same time, like, you're losing a lot of your West Coast audience when it's just the Clippers and the Warriors. Like, Warriors, great, cool, but you don't have a Portland team, you don't have Lakers. For years and years and years, like, you had these West Coast staples. So Adam Silver's going to be, like, absolutely ropeable, but yeah, I'm kind of like, I think it's fucking hilarious. I think it's funnier that they didn't even make the play-in. Because you then get to sit there and watch the play and go, man, the Lakers didn't even make this. That's even way more embarrassing than making the actual play-in. Because then we would have had another week and a half. Oh, you know, they've got to punch his chance. If they've got LeBron and AD, they've, they've always got a chance. No, they don't because the team is fucking shit. Unbelievable. So, yeah, love that. What about our back takeouts for today? It's Wednesday at our back. You know what that means? Oh, yeah. I'm back on seek.com.au because today's special got loose in the kitchen. It always does, each week. We took down four to five of my staff. They're all in hospital or dead. So I need replacements. But I'll tell you what, this cassowary casserole is bloody delicious. And it's only at our back. And today's flame grill take is... LeBron James skipped out on today, obviously, to go score 35 in his next couple of games and win the scoring title. He knew he couldn't do it against Michael Bridges... So he sat out. Only. And that's that's not actually Flame Grill Take. That's just what happened. The Flame Grill Take today is actually the Sixers only signed DeAndre Jordan in order to show off Joel Embiid's MVP case. And Goose is on off numbers. Only at our back. <laughs> DeAndre getting kicked out and then Embiid having to come back in was the best thing that actually happened to the Sixers today because it meant that they actually still won. <laughs> All right, Australian Player Watch right after. This. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian play. Watch Patty Thrills. Patty Mills got the start against Houston, which is a bit of a Steve Nash approach of like, fuck it. Let's see if we can get Patty going. And uh, obviously, with Seth Curry sort of ailing with his uh, ankle injury. Uh, Patty was, look, he wasn't too bad. Three rebounds, two assists, one steal to go with these six points. As mentioned earlier, he made two threes. He went two of eight, all of which were from downtown, uh, in his 25 minutes. So this is one of the things. We've been sort of on this since the All-Star break, since he was in the three-point comp. Patty's uh, shooting has just gone to the shitter. But, you know, he should be all right. They really need to goose him and get him going. And, uh, look, I'll always believe in Patty Thrills. He can go in some pretty hefty shooting slumps. He did on the odd occasion in San Antonio. Pop was always kind of a bit wary of it. Steve Nash is now doing the same thing. He's like, all right, fuck it. We'll, we'll start, Patty. See when we're getting going. Love it. Aussie Matty T. I mentioned him earlier in the spot of the night. 20 minutes. 0 of 5 in that win over Indy. 0 of 2 from downtown. He had 0 points. He had 1 assist and 1 steal. But I'll show you how good he is. He was a plus 14. Love it. Uh, and rock him, sock him, block him, jock him, Landale. Uh, thanks to Ian for uh, pointing out that uh, the game that I was on Monday... Uh, Jock twisted his ankle, left the game. Uh, that's why he only played the six minutes uh, in that one. Uh, so he didn't play against Denver. But Jock, look, the recovery is apparently coming pretty well, along pretty well, according to Pop. Uh, so Jock will apparently rejoin the team, hopefully, uh, for the next game. Which is good, because we need to saw, see more Jock. And we're running out of time to see more Jock. And I need to saw, see more Jock. More Jock is more good. <laughs> so, let's go. Jock. Um, what else we got? 
So, yeah, the Spurs play Minnesota on our Friday. So, Jock's going to be there maybe for that. Right. That's it. Obviously, no jingles done for the season. Josh Green plays tomorrow. Uh, Josh Giddy obviously still out, ruled out for the rest of the season. Let's do a uh, Shane Hill shoot a shoot, shoot a shot, light him up a wood. He threw it down. Are you healed? Are you healed? Praise the Lord, I'm healed. Praise the Lord, for I'm healed. It is the Shane Hill shoot a shoot, shoot your shot, light him up a wood. All right, today. Pretty easy one, because it's actually going to be Jalen Green. We're getting to the very, very pointy end. So he was my pick for Rookie of the Year at the start of the season. I figured, green light, off he goes. We'll see how we're doing. Go hammer and tongs, son. Go hammer and tongs. And uh, the tricky part is, I mean, he's not been bad, obviously. But he was very, very, very inefficient. For most of this season. As rookies tend to be, I think we're getting a little bit spoilt sometimes with how good rookies have been over the last, I don't know, like six, seven years. Like they've come in, they've been pretty good, a lot more advanced than sort of their uh, prior year brethren. Like not everybody is fucking LeBron and D-Wade and Chris Bosh and stuff. And uh, Jalen Green though, last five games he's gone above 30 in each of them. And he's shooting almost 43% from three in that time. He's gone 26 of 61. Not bloody bad for a rookie. I'm just saying, he's been really, really good. Essentially, uh, from about halfway through, what, January, start of February, and then he sort of really kicked it into gear. It's essentially like he hit the opposite of the rookie wall. It was pretty shit, and then he's just gone, wait a second, I figured this out, and he's gone, bang, hammer and songs. Um, and that's really, really fun, because he's a really, like the hammer dunk that he had today against the Nets was sick. So... Essentially, since literally the start of... Uh, so there you go. Yeah, the start of February, he has just gone and averaged 20 points a game. Just out there averaging 20 points a game, shooting 40% from three, 47% from the floor. Three rebounds, three assists. I love it. Jalen Green, shooting the shit out of it. Great for a rookie. And I love, love, love to see it. Because it's fun. We need more awesome young dudes all the time. Because it makes watching the NBA way more fun. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Bills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. This one is Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landau. That's right. Staying home and he's watching his mates go out there and kick the crap out of the Nuggets. And uh, he had a ni- couple of nice tweets there as well. Uh, Trey Jones and uh, he were in a photo as well. The, the Spurs tweeted out. And uh, so it was Jock and Trey. And the Spurs said, when you see your best friend in the hallway. And Jock was running after Trey. I love to see it. Having a big old smile. Jock retweeted that and said, when your kid runs away at Trey Jones. But also, Jock today tweeted out, let's go. Way to dig deep, fellas, at Spurs. Love that. Just hanging out, cheering on his mates. Let's go, lads, he said about the starting lineup. Jock, just out here, loving it. Right. Good shit. Let's do some game previews and picks because uh, today it did not go great. <laughs> game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inverton Bane. Uh, how was the NCAA game doing? That was awesome, wasn't it? The end of, uh, what was it, Kansas and uh, UNC. That was really, really fun. So uh, we nailed that pick, just not the... Well, I had money on them, so they covered what I had, you know, them to win the tournament, so... Pretty handy, but uh, we only went 4 of 12 today on the actual picks, so not ideal. This is the uh, <laughs> the challenging aspect of uh, picking them two days out like we did on Monday's show. So 4 of 12 leaves us at 671 of 1,181 picks for this season. Love it. So we've got six games tomorrow, though, and uh, let's actually just check to see if they've got any more odds up because when I checked earlier, here we go, we do have some now. So I made my own lines, and let's see how close they were. Oh, shit, I reckon they were pretty bloody close. It's almost like I'm good at this or something. All right, so Dallas, they go to Detroit. Uh, This was the one game that already had a line. So the Mavs were nine-and-a-half-point favorites in Detroit. I'm taking that in a heartbeat. Dallas still need to win games Uh, for their seeding. Detroit are going to cop it. As much as I love Detroit and have loved them of late, uh, a team like Dallas might just actually give them fits if they're locked in. So give me the Mavs, minus nine-and-a-half. Now, I made up all the rest of the lines earlier, and I've actually nailed... Oh, I missed that one by a bit. 
<laughs> I've nailed a couple of them here. Uh, Brooklyn at the Knicks. So Brooklyn on the back-to-back. Go across the river to play the Knickerbockers at Madison Square Garden. The Nets are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. That's exactly what I picked. And I'm going the Nets because KD, Kyrie are really going to want to show up in uh, MSG and make sure that, look, if they went out, they could even maybe knock the Cavs off so and get up to the 7 spot. So Brooklyn will definitely want to stay in the 7-8 spot, give themselves just the best opportunity to finish as the 7 seed. So give me the Nets minus 7.5. I think they put a whipping on the Knicks. Wizards, they go to Atlanta. I had this as minus 6.5. It's actually minus 8.5 for the uh, Hawks. Hawks on a back-to-back. They also need to win. Washington on a back-to-back, having just upset Minnesota. I think the Hawks turn around and kick the fuck out of them. So give me the Hawks minus 8.5. I had them at minus 6 anyway, so another two points. I'll still take that. Boston at Chicago. Chicago coming off a big loss today. Boston rested there. I had them at 6.5. This line is actually 7.5, so I'm only one point off there too. And I'll take Boston still, minus 7.5. I think... Everything that they're doing right now defensively is just going to discombobulate the Bulls. Even if they get Levine back, you know that Vooch might be able to eat against this uh, Celtics roster at the moment. If they've got Al, Danny T, maybe they'll be all right, but I think the Celtics will be all right. So give me minus 7.5 for the Bulls. Thunder, 17.5 point underdogs. This is I nailed this one. I can't believe I nailed this one. I had Utah minus 17.5. That's what the line is. And I think Utah might even still cover that. But... I don't know. This might be a bit tricky. Maybe the Jazz use this a bit of an opportunity to uh, rest some of their dudes and the Thunder only lose by about 15. So give me the 17.5 points for the Thunder, even if they're starting their G League team. Uh, And then finally, Clippers, Phoenix. I had this at 4.5. It's 2.5. And And I'm going to take the Clippers. Um, Two teams will probably be resting. Phoenix still might probably win this. But I'll just take the Clippers. Bunch of veterans. They've got nothing really to play, win, or lose. They don't really give a fuck, but give me the Clips plus two and a half because why not? Phoenix might rest their dudes on the back-to-back. I'll take the Clippers plus two and a half. And there you go. Unbelievable. We got there. Big show today. There's a lot going on, huh? Because the Lakers stink, and I love it. They really do. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow, though. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face EIG for more crowing about the Lakers being shit-ass all over the socials. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz Adam. With World Wrestling Australia, go check that out on YouTube. Well, FWCIE on Twitter for uh, all the stuff that he does. Get around NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Check us a rating and review on your podcasts. Uh, whatever app you use, however you listen to this, just rate and review us, would you? Come on. Star it. Follow it. Subscribe. Whatever you're doing. Just make sure you're hooking us up. Manscaped.com. Use the code Strayer and get 20% off and free shipping from Manscaped. Knowable. Download the Knowable at Bang in the Code Australia. Get 20% off getting smarter. From Oslo, they're the band behind the intro and outro song. Go check out their new band, House Hats. And big thanks go to Joshua De Laurentiis. Fascinated. Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. How are you listening to tunes? Follow your bands, whatever. NBA Australia, Sports Australian bands, so should you. All right, we'll close out today's show with the brand new Jingles HR. And we... We'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. There's NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, Jose. G'day, Joe Ingalls here, head of Jingles HR, the world's leading HR solutions firm. Because, yep, when I'm not sinking threes, rehabbing my knee, planting a tree, sipping this Portland tea, I don't know, or enjoying my real estate still in Paul George's head, even on the bench, I'm the world's leading HR expert, helping you with all your HR questions and problems. So, let's get to this week's question, shall we? It comes from a Joe in Salt Lake City? What? Dear Joe, I recently went on an extended sick leave due to an accident at work and my wife has now decided to go back to work because I think she might be sick of me. Anyway, any tips for dealing with have to be having to be a stay-at-home dad for a bit? Cheers, uh, Joe, 
Salt Lake City. Ah, oh, look, I'll cop to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote this one myself. There you go. Because, look, that's what's going on. Because uh, I'll tell you what, Renee, she's decided to go back to work. She's going to go play some more netball. I've done my knee. I'm just hanging out and doing my HR stuff, and I've got to work from home and stay at home and look after the kids. So, look, being a stay-at-home dad is great fun. I've got a big tip for you, though. You just have to make sure that you get to bed early enough to keep your energies level just high enough to just cope with small kids. Not match them, just bloody cope. That's all. But really, the best way to approach this stay-at-home dadding day in, day out is to give the kids projects. Just give them projects. Give them goals and figure out rewards for it because that's the HR way, isn't it? Basically, you're just setting KPIs for the kids. And if they hit them, then, they're in ch- then they are achieving their incentives, their bonuses, if you will. See, it's just like everything in life. It can all come back to HR because your best resource is you and you're a human. Ergo, human resources. I mean, as we always say here at Jingles HR, if you set up a fair and balanced set of checks of balances for performance, no matter the age of the employee, it'll help keep everyone on the straight and narrow. And you'll all have organisational success all around, even if the organisation... It's just your bloody family. As for whether or not your wife might be sick of you, Joe, well, that's on you, mate. Um, so best of luck to uh, me, I guess. Yeah, there you go. So I guess uh, that's all we've got time for this week. I'd better get back to it. This has been Jingles HR. I've been Joe Ingles. Pray for me, would you?